Weekly Wrap. Good morning, everyone. You have Catherine Jean, and we're doing the weekly wrap a little bit early, and we're live in the Hawkesbury. Of course, I have Tim Webster on the other end of the line here. How are you this morning, Tim? Yeah, hi, everybody. Uh, sad day. Hey. Just so sad, Tim. Um, it's waking up to the the news that the lovely Queen that has actually mothered so many uh, countries mm. and people in the world has passed. I think we all knew it was going to happen, but I think we probably hoped that she may even outlive her mother. Yeah, I think we hoped that. But I, I think it was telling when she went to Balmoral, yeah. uh, which she absolutely loves. Uh, and there was a photo of her, God bless her, two days before she passed away, mm. uh, greeting the new uh, Prime Minister, Liz Truss. Yeah. And I've been watching those uh, photos. And so working until the very end, which is what she promised to do in 19... 19- 52, and then proceeded to do it for 70 years. Remarkable woman. Oh, absolutely remarkable. I mean, uh, when you look at everything that's been thrown at her, she's had an awful lot thrown at her, from the sudden death of her father that she loves so dearly, um, Mm. you know, and then having to jump into that shoes of uh, being the queen at such a young age. Well, you know, she said all the way back then, and she was, you know, only in her twenties, that uh, she would dedicate her life uh, to the British people, and uh, and then uh, to the empire, which of course uh, later became, in many ways, the Commonwealth. She was more interested in than the empire. Mm. Uh, she said it seventy years ago, and proceeded to do that every day of her life mm. uh, for that long, as I say, right up to uh, two days ago, two and a half days ago, yeah. when she greeted Liz Truss and. Um, yeah, there's been some wonderful old vision of her as a child and playing with the dogs and playing with the horses and mm. at the races. She's funny. She had a very good sense of humour. Mm. Uh, and uh, who was I? One of the former prime ministers, I think it might have been John Major, uh, said uh, that he'll never reveal what happened in the chats that he had with her. Mm. And no one ever should, by the way. And yes. uh, Meghan Markle, to her eternal discredit has revealed what was said mm. to her by the Queen. Mm. No one ever does. Mm. And Major said uh, she was funny and uh, engaging and uh, he'll never say what they were said between them, but um, he said uh, he's going to miss Well, everyone's going to miss her. We're all going to miss her. Oh, most definitely. You know, when you think about it, on the 21st of April 1926, um, you know, uh, Princess Elizabeth Alexandria Mary Windsor was born, okay? And yep. never was she born to actually be Queen. And no, yet, and, you know, it yes, changed. Yes, she adored her father, and mm. he died very young. I mean, uh, yes. he was a, almost he was almost a chain smoker. Her father, unfortunately, then yeah. mm. and, and died very young. So she became the queen very young. Mm. So the longest reigning monarch in British history, mm. I think the second longest in history. I think there's a Thai king mm. who, who might have reigned longer than her, but pretty close. I think she only had to make it. Uh, through life another couple of years, maybe a year and a half, mm. and she would have been the longest reigning sovereign in history mm, of think, any sovereign state. I think so, you mentioned, uh, we talked about it once, Tim, and we talked about, was it uh, King Louis, one of the French ones? One of the Louis. Yeah. I'm not quite sure whether she got past Louis, mm. but she would have got very close uh, yeah. to him as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, just, you know, first ever monarch to visit here. She loved coming here. Um and uh, she was greeted with uh, such love and affection back then. And I don't think that love and affection has diminished mm. with most Australian people. Because, you know, most Australians, Catherine, mm. another queen, yes. another monarch. Mm. 
Yeah. She's been their queen for uh, 70 years, so you'd have to be getting on a bit. Um, I mean, I was one. Yeah. Uh, when she became when she became the queen. Oh wow! So you know what a what a an enduring legacy of, uh, and she's just been and you've been watching all this stuff for the last couple of days. Mm. Um, just been so incredible with her family. Um, criticised sometimes, accused of being cold when Diana died until she came down and uh, looked at the floral tributes and then uh, gave what was a lovely speech. Uh, but you know. Adores all the kids, and God knows they've given her problems over the years. Oh, yes. um, but just just cracks on with it. Mm-hmm. And um, I think uh, one of the years in the 80s is the one that she called the Annus Horribilis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never wanted to go through one of them again. Um, so when you think of everything that she has endured, mm-hmm. and goodness me, you know, she was 13 mm-hmm. when World War II broke out. Oh, e- exactly uh, right. Joined, it joined the army herself. Yeah. Uh, learned how to drive a truck. Yes. Mechanic, I mean, wasn't just, she? Didn't she do mechanic work on it? Or That's yeah, what I yeah. think I've she seen photos. How to drive and be, yeah, and be a mechanic. Yeah. And um, lost her sister too early. Um, oh. And, of course, lost her mum. And her, her mum lived uh, well past 100. So, yeah. um, you know, longevity uh, in that family mm. is fairly common. But, um, yeah, look, we knew it was coming. Uh, and, as I say, when she uh, went to Balmoral, and wasn't at Windsor or Buckingham Palace anymore, I thought, well, he's obviously not well. And uh, if she does go, she's going to go there because she loves that place. Oh. Uh, Balmoral always, ha- always has. Yes. And, I mean, when you spoke about then about her sister Margaret, uh, who was born on the 21st of August 1930, and uh, interesting, they were both born on the 21st. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, she did. She did pass to early Margaret and you know if the shows on TV that they've put up and how the interaction between the Queen and her sister were with calling each other you and all that I mean (laughs) what a great big loss that would have been for that to to lose that person that centred you in out of the being a Queen and the focal point to being the sister and you know I, I think her sister's loss would have been so hard for her. Oh, look, and, and Margaret's uh, a very different person to the oh, Queen. Yes. I mean, she didn't mind a drink and didn't mind a good time, Margaret. She was no. uh, she was good fun. Mm. Uh, but, of course, the Queen had the job. Yep. So you know, while Margaret was able to, you know, party and have a good time as one of the royals, mm. the Queen was uh, dedicated to service. And, mm. look, I'm sure that when, when she said it, she meant it. Mm. And uh, dedicating her life to the to the people of, not just the people of Great Britain, but people all over the world. And, you know, you've heard prime ministers and presidents uh, have their say about her and meeting her and uh, how engaging she was. And um, uh, and I'm just uh, feeling terribly sad for, for Charles. I mean, uh, he just absolutely adored his mother. Mm-hmm. And um, he's going to be, uh, he, by the way, he would have had the choice. He didn't have to be mm-hmm. King Charles III. He could have chosen something else, but uh, Clarence House, as you know, have confirmed that he will be mm. King Charles III, and it's a long way between drinks for uh, the, the, the kings of England named Charles. There's only been three. Yes. And uh, I think to the, Charles II, I think, uh, passed away in well, 1685. Mm. So, uh, yeah, Charles III it is. Mm. 
It, it's, you know, I look at the timeline of the Queen and how she was in Girl Guides. So, you know, she did do the Girl Guides. And as you say, she joined up uh, with the um, in the Air Force. And, you know, when she had to make her speeches, her first broadcast in October, and that was 1940. Um, and yeah. it goes through, like, her timeline. And it's just an incredible timeline to look at. But, you know, as much as... Um, she was the queen and she will always be that queen, the mother of the nation and of the whole, uh, that, you know, those times of trouble that she had with the children. I mean, what an awful yeah. position to be in, though, to have your children taken away to school and not want them to go. I mean, her, her what she did, she is honestly a total dedication of someone's life to... A oh. nation with when I mean she's the epitome of that, isn't she? Really, look incredibly stoic. You, you know, I've I've always had a bit of an interest in uh, the English monarchy. I mean, I'm you know of Celtic heritage, so mm. uh, you know we Celts were treated pretty poorly by the English monarchy, and they've mm. had some dreadful uh, kings of England in particular over the centuries. But I think she could lay claim uh, without too much doubt of being you know one of the four or five best monarchs they've ever had uh, in the United Kingdom. Elizabeth I was certainly one of them, and I think she is too, because of that incredible stoic nature of hers, mm. enduring everything. I mean, you'd love to be a fly on the wall with some of the conversations that might have happened mm. uh, with mm. her kids uh, and all of their indiscretions over the years, and God knows there's plenty of them. Other than Edward, of course, there's never any controversy with Edward. No, no, the <laughs> youngest flies, one reigned through, didn't he? Out of the radar. Yeah, 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 he flies out of the radar. Yeah. Uh, but, and she's endured all of that and done it all with uh, incredible grace and stoicism and, and courage, it has to be said. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's lived through, and it, you know, the princess became the queen at a very young age, and that required a lot of courage. And mm-hmm. thrown into the spotlight when you're only in your 20s, um, oh. And she dealt. She dealt with it magnificently for, well, as we say, seventy years. Yeah, and I mean, as you say, thrown into it in her twenties, and that's when the beginning of her marriage. You know, the honeymoon period of life, and mm. um, you know, a couple of children, and before you know it, it, everything altered. I mean, it altered for Philip. It altered for her. The way that the um, mm. whole balance worked in that and then it had to be a tricky thing to play out didn't it really you know to have to be the head of everything yet to allow your husband to be the head of the family to keep his mm. his manlyhood is what he needed and you know she went through all of that and uh then of course we all know about diana we all know about all the affairs of all those things that have gone through and then yeah. to have lost uh you know her husband just only a year ago obviously that was more than what could be you know, she, she lost a loss, a yeah. last friend. Yeah, and having to deal with uh, Andrew and the dreadful business with mm. Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, yeah. um, you know, it was long said that uh, I don't know whether she favoured one over the other, but uh, mm. she really adored Andrew. He was, um, you know, and he was, uh, God, he was a helicopter pilot and yeah. uh, a high achiever, Andrew. Yeah. Um, uh, and of course, she had to put up with that as well. So, you know, when you go through the litany of what she had to endure, Yes. Over those seventy years, really quite remarkable. And then you know we did find out um, after Philip passed away uh, the high esteem in which he was held. Yes, uh, by the family, especially by the kids, because it was always said, you know, ah, oh, he was a cranky old bugger and always saying inappropriate things. But yeah. I used to think he was funny. Yeah. And uh, you're right, you know, had to 
he had to accept that life of taking a back seat to the Queen and walking yeah. two steps behind her mm. and and all of that. But uh, I think behind the scenes, well, early in their lives when they had the kids, uh, they were pretty happy. And, uh, you know, the war had ended and, you know, through the 50s and 60s. And uh, it was probably good times for her then. Uh, but um, as we've just said, uh, later, 70s, 80s, I mean, the IRA, of course, Mm. I had to go through all of that. Well, you, you, no, you, we could talk forever on what she's been through. Oh yes, um, in the seventy years that she's been the queen, and it's a hell of a lot. Mm. It really is. He's been through mm. uh, the war, Second World War, uh, Korea, and Vietnam, and everything. Uh, the Falklands War. Goodness me, it just goes on and on and on. Mm. And she's been there for the entire time. Well, look, I tell you what, we might just go to a short break here, and then we might just come back and talk about. What possibly life will be like now that, uh, you know, we're going on with having a king, which is something that mm. none of us have really seen for such a long time that it will be yep. interesting to see how this is. So we'll just have a short break. In a way, I didn't have an apprenticeship. My father died much too young. And so it was all a very sudden kind of taking on. And making the best job you can. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. All too often, I fear Prince Philip has had to listen to me speaking. Frequently, we have discussed my intended speech beforehand. And as you will imagine, his views have been expressed in a forthright manner. He is someone who doesn't take easily to compliments, but he has quite simply been my strength and stay all these years. And I and his whole family owe him a debt greater than he would ever claim or we shall ever know. I shall not have strength to carry out this resolution alone unless you join in it with me, as I now invite you to do. I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow, and God bless all of you who are willing to share in it. And we're back with uh, Pulse FM and, of course, it's Tim Webster that is chatting with me this morning on an unusual time to do the weekly wrap. But because of the passing of the Queen, uh, Tim and I both thought it'd be really good to get on to chatting to the community of the Hawkesbury mm. and everyone mm. else that's listening to the stream as well. Um, you know, as you said, Tim, before the break, that we could go on for so long about what has happened with the Queen and what she's endured, and really her highlights are many, many, many highlights. Uh, you know, and oh, the, absolutely, yeah, yeah. and yeah. all the films that have come out, and you know, it's one thing after another after another. But you know, now we are going to move into the period of having a king, and we're going to not just have one king; it'll be quite a succession that will go for many years now. Yes, uh, well, obviously Charles won't be around for for seventy years, but. Uh, no. Uh, he'll be King Charles III, as I said earlier. He mm. could have chosen another name. Charles I, of course, was uh, executed by 
Oliver Cromwell. Mm. And uh, Charles II went into exile and he came back and uh, it was called the Restoration of the Monarchy and that's in the you know, 1600s, late 1600s. Mm. Uh, so it's a long time between drinks for another Charles, but he will be uh, mm. Charles III. The suggestion is there probably won't be a coronation for maybe a year. Yes. Uh, there's an official 10-day period of mourning in the UK for Elizabeth, uh, but of course the family will be mourning longer than that. And mm. it's just not the done thing to have a coronation too close mm. to her passing. So that'll probably be a year away. Uh, he's 73 mm. uh, now, Charles, he'll be 74 uh, when he's crowned. Look, um, as I say, there's great longevity in the royal family, particularly that uh, arm of the family, so he could be the king for, you know, 15, 20 years, mate. Yes, he could. Um, and then, of course, uh, then of course it'll be William. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, there's many, many years to come yes. of kings of England uh, yes. because uh, the lineage now is uh, mostly the boys. Yes, yes, exactly right. And uh, when you think about it, that when the Queen, I think it was 16 months till she actually was uh, – uh, when the coronation happened for her to become queen. Uh, so, mm. you know, I think they are saying about a year and it's it'll be interesting, you know, like there'll be a lot of um, a lot of chatter now, of course, about will Charles stay where he is in his home, which he's got built with everything he loves. He's a very big environmentalist. Um, or mm. will he move in maybe to Buckingham or, you know, where, where will he go? Yeah, no, I think that's interesting. I think you're going to find, and he's already made uh, some overtures about this, it'll be a different monarchy with him. Mm. Uh, he's already said he's going to reduce the amount of staff mm. uh, involved with the royal family, and that's mm. to ease the burden on the on the taxpayers because, as you probably know, I mean, they're in more strife than we are yeah. uh, financially, uh, in England especially, uh, in fact, right throughout the United Kingdom. Mm. So I think you might find it'll be very different. Um, where he lives... Uh, well, Clarence House is his official residence, of course. Mm. Um, look, uh, Buckingham Palace, he could go to Windsor uh, or mm. stay where he is. Mm. So it remains to be – look, I think that'll be left for, as I say, some time while the mourning period continues for Elizabeth. And then, uh, yeah, I think it'll be different. He is an environmentalist. Um, I've always liked him. I, I think he's a, uh, an interesting character, very quirky in a lot of ways. Mm. But I think he's a very thoughtful man. I really do, and he thinks uh, very seriously about a number of things. The environment, he hates uh, British modern architecture, mm. absolutely loathes it, and has been very critical of that mm. uh, over the years. So um, he'll be a traditionalist up to a point, yes. I think, Charles. But then you might find um, a more free-thinking uh, monarchy under King Charles III than uh, under Elizabeth because you know she was always going to maintain a monarchy uh, in the traditional sense. It'll still be with Charles, but I suspect quite a bit different uh, I, in the long run. Yeah, I, I think she, she most definitely, I mean, the monarch is what she was, I think she was working from her father and doing as her father would have, and that was the era that she went through, yes. and yep. that's what yep. she wanted to keep going. And, I mean... I mean, so much has happened in 70 years, Tim. I mean, look how the mm. world has changed just incredibly and even faster it's changing. So yeah. to have um, Charles in and to reduce numbers and to do things like that, I think is great to keep a bit of the tradition going because right after yeah. him will be William. And again, William will be taught by Charles and the traditions will be there. But, I mean, I look at it and I think 
it will start to dwindle these traditional things of the monarch and maybe it needs to. Oh, yes, and that will just happen uh, as a matter of course. I mean, you know, William is uh, one of the generation of the technological age. Mm. I mean, Charles isn't. Mm. Uh, and, you know, I was seeing those delightful uh, photos of the Queen mm. doing what she's done mm. for 70 years. She's got that beautiful wooden box and on it it says, the Queen, mm. and in the morning they put the papers in it that mm. she has to deal with, mm. and she comes in uh, with a cup of tea and sits in that beautiful chair at that lovely writing desk mm. and works, mm. and she did that right up until the end. So, mm. I mean, she's embraced, um, you know, she's done a bit of Skype and a bit of social media, a little mm. bit. I think Charles might do a bit more, but um, and then you'll get William, who's, you know, a child of the technological age. So the world has changed. Oh, uh, yes. Over all of that 70 years, and we've all changed, and we've had to yeah. move with the times, and Charles will have to do that. And I think you might find that he'll do it a mm. lot quicker mm. than many people think. But, yes, you're absolutely correct. Uh, I mean, how the world views the monarchy, that's one thing. How it's viewed in the United Kingdom, mm. that's, of course, another. Uh, and as younger generations get older and older and older, maybe it'll become res- less relevant. But mm. um, And people say, well, you know, for a long time they've, really not much more than a tourist attraction. Yeah. Uh, that's true up to a point. I mean, a lot of people go to the UK to go and see Buckingham Palace and to visit the Tower and, yeah. you know, all the places they can see. I mean, yeah. parts of – you can see uh, parts of Windsor Castle yeah. uh, that you're allowed to see. Yeah. Um, so, look, yeah, it'll change. It might take a few years for that change yeah. to happen. Yeah. Uh, and you can bet uh, now that uh, – the Queen has passed the Republican movement in our country. Mm. We'll probably gather momentum. Uh, there'll be a bit more vocalising from them as to whether we should become a republic or not. But, mm. you know, I think it would be a brave Prime Minister to uh, to broach that subject oh, God, yes. uh, in the next in the next few years. I yes. don't think I'd be doing it if I was Anthony Albanese, but we'll no, see what no. happens. Uh, yes. But again, you know, the question's got to be put. Uh, you can't just uh, uh, dump a constitutional monarchy with the stroke of a pen. It's mm. got to be put to us. That's right. And then we'll get the decision again. Mm. Now, in 1999, it was a pretty resounding defeat for the Republicans. They're going to have to really think about what they want, uh, what their alternative is going to be. Mm. And in the meantime, you know, there's a lot of people, me included at this point in time, who think, well, if it ain't broke, why try to fix it? And they'll, then they'll say, of course, well, remember what happened in 1975 with, with Whitlam and Sir John Kerr and all of that. Mm. I mean, the true believers are still rankling about that. So. Mm. Look, let's wait and see, but I, I don't think it'll be in the foreseeable future. Yes, no, I, I agree totally with you there. I think what I'll find interesting myself is the situations that have occurred uh, in the last few years, especially with Andrew and Harry, that um, I think it's been dealt with, but everyone's been so careful of the Queen and, you know, obviously her feelings towards Harry and her son, as we said earlier. Mm. I mean, Andrew was maybe a favourite, maybe not. Um, but I think that Charles won't suffer fools, you know what I mean? I think oh, no. it'll be, no. no, you did that, you're there. And I think with Harry, what I'll find interesting there is the growth of that relationship between Meghan Markle and Harry because she could just step on some fingers and foots and things with opening her mouth a bit too far at the wrong time now. Yeah, look, um, she doesn't seem to be able to uh, not say what she thinks. I mean, goodness me, it was not that long ago that she was making a comparison uh, with Nelson Mandela, which uh, everyone thought you'd have to be joking. Yeah. Um, so uh, she's a very 
self-centred person, it seems yes. to me. Uh, but I hope Harry can say to her, listen, uh, for you know the next little while, probably best that we don't say anything. Mm. Uh, and deal with any of that in a podcast mm. or on wherever their, yes. their deals with, who's their deal with, uh, yeah. Spotify, yeah. Um, and do any of that um, because, I mean, she's driving all of that. That's not Harry driving that. That's, That's right. uh, Meghan Markle trying to make the most of the fact that she she's married to Prince Harry. So, um, look, I, the thing I do hope the most, because I'm, I'm you know, told and I read that the relaxed relationship between Harry and William mm. is fractured, Mm. And uh, you know their mother would be horrified if that was the oh, case. Totally, uh, because you know, I mean those two boys were just you know uh, so close. Mm. You know, particularly after their their mother passed. So mm. I hope that relationship uh, can improve as well. Yes, I agree with you too. And I mean, of course, the last photo of the Queen with anyone is with um, the new Prime mm. Minister of uh, England. And I mean that photo of her hand going out to her will be mm. the last photo of her in uh, public and her hand is so bruised, as you can see in that photo. Yes, indeed, yeah, yeah. and working to the very end, yes. as we said right at the beginning. Just a, just a remarkable lady, and, Elizabeth II. Oh, most definitely, and how absolutely, oh, I don't know, what would you call, what would be the word must uh, Liz Tuss feel about being so privileged to have actually met, shaked her hand and had a brief conversation. Yeah, yeah. and just a couple of days before. And there she was, um, you know, dressed beautifully as usual. Yes. Uh, and it was only on Tuesday mm. and, uh, you know, two days. And, and I uh, mentioned that to my wife, that that very bruised hand. So you can only uh, – she was obviously unwell. I mean, yep. very unwell. And uh, mm. if anyone in the world deserved to die peacefully – uh, with her. the family around her, it was Elizabeth. And uh, mm. yes, um, talk to you at the end of an era. It's the end of several eras with losing her. Oh, the belief and everything. And our, our mm. hearts go out to everyone and we'll all be feeling it. I thank you so much for joining me this morning and doing this live on Pulse. Um, Our oh, pleasure. I, I, I just thought it was such a huge thing in the life of so many people that we needed to cover this immediately. Yes, well, if anyone deserves to, it's that time-honoured expression we use, yes. and uh, anyone deserves to rest in peace, uh, it's it's the Queen. Finally, she can, yes. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Tim, and um, I'm sure you'll be back next week with Richard. Thanks, Catherine. All the best. The Weekly Wrap is back next week. The Pulse of the Hawkesbury. Pulse 89.9.